Hello and welcome to Teach, Pray, Savor, a blog, a devotional, and now a podcast. When we gather, I hope we can explore scripture in a practical way, that we can find hope, and that we can apply God's word to our lives. If you're new here, I'm Allie, just a girl with a dream of reaching people with the gospel. I don't have all the answers, but I know the one true answer, and his name is Jesus. Let's find what Jesus has for us today in scripture and pray for his spirit to guide our steps as we walk this journey of life together. Hello, I am so glad you are with me today. I hope whether you are sitting with a cup of coffee, doing the dishes, driving, Whatever you may be doing, I hope today we can both be in the presence of God together and hear his voice. For the next three days, we are going to look at a group of men whose world had been flipped upside down, but that didn't keep them from the victory. The Disciples They had spent several years with Jesus, walking with him, talking with him listening to his teachings. They believed he was who he claimed to be, God in flesh. It was a wonderful time seeing the miracles, healings, signs, and wonders. They watched his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, and they must have thought, finally, he will be the king and he will bring his kingdom here. It was a breath of fresh air. They had waited for so long. He told stories and taught lessons just as before. Everything was back to normal, but better somehow. Jesus had a couple of the disciples prepare for the Passover, and they all went to celebrate with Jesus to remember the time when God had seen the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost of the Israelites and covered them keep them from death. Jesus walked with them to a garden, time to pray. This wasn't an abnormal activity for the disciples. Jesus prayed frequently. They were tired, filled with food and the joy of the Passover celebration, and they fell asleep. I wonder what they were dreaming. I wonder if they felt any tension rising in the air, or if it still seemed like a normal day. But then, their slumber was interrupted by a mob of people arresting their Jesus. What could they do? What should they do? Shocked and afraid, they ran. To look at this time in scripture, I will be reading all of Luke 22. Now the Feast of the Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called the Passover, And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread, 
on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. And they said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room, furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it, just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table, and the disciples with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it had been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, one who reclines at the table, or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. And he said to them, When I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? And they said, Nothing. And he said to them, But now let the one who has the money bag take it, and likewise a knapsack. 
Let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, Look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, It is enough. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, and he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he arose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and the elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light, and looking closely at him, said, This man was also with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour still, another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. 
When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council, and they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. I don't know how your life has been as a late, but I know my life changed within a few days' time about a month ago. For those of you that don't know, my day job is a teacher. I teach kindergarten. And about a month ago, we went in on a Friday for a professional development day. Everything was mostly normal in life. There was a buzz about a disease going around, but it had only hit certain aisles in all the local grocery stores. Then that Friday, our administration called for a different set of meetings for the afternoon. We were supposed to be going over our old curriculum, and instead... We sat around some tables and listened as our principal gave us a warning. She said nothing was officially in place, but that we should meet and prepare as a grade level for the school shutting down. The next Monday, we were to teach as if it were any other day. Nothing was official yet. Many people were stressed. They had questions not only about their work at school and their students, but also about their homes and their families, the future. We could all feel the tension. The weekend passed with little happening. The stores were being overrun, but for me personally, life was quiet. And then Monday morning came. Before school started, we received an email saying to prepare everything. The students would leave at the end of the day and wouldn't come back until after spring break, at least. Teachers scrambled around, helping each other and sorting through the materials needed for each student. It felt like a whirlwind. The specific age that I teach didn't completely understand what was happening. They were more fascinated by the computers that were being put in their backpacks. But the teachers? They knew. We knew it would probably be longer than just two weeks. We knew the world was flipping upside down and there was little to nothing we could do to stop it. It felt lonely. Even surrounded by all of the teachers going through the same thing, it felt isolating. The future was unknown and still is. I went home exhausted, in shock, and unable to process everything that had just happened. I wanted to run away and hide. I think the disciples probably felt the same way as they watched Jesus being arrested. Their savior, their friend, their teacher being torn away from them. They believed he was God, but they didn't understand what was happening. Surely this is when he would show his power, take over the earthly kingdom's terrain. We know the story, how it unfolds, and the glorious victory in the end. But today... Let's take the time to consider just how the disciples felt. Their world went from being normal to great, to awful, to worse, in 
such a short amount of time. Since our world turned upside down, have you felt lonely? Have you felt like no one understands what this is like? Has it felt unbearable? Maybe this transition is a time of rest for you. But you feel lonely because everyone around you seems to be suffering. No matter where you are or what you're feeling, I wanted to take a moment today to tell you that you are never alone. God has not left our side. He has gone before us to prepare our way. He wasn't surprised by this turn of events. He knew long before how the year 2020 would go. He's not scared of this. Before we end in prayer, I wanted to give you a few verses to meditate on. I encourage you to write these down. Place them on refrigerators, mirrors, walls, wherever you look frequently. Remind yourself daily of these beautiful truths. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Psalms 139.7-10 Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Isaiah 43, 1-2 But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Lord Jesus, for some of us, this time is terrifying. Money is tight, news is loud, and our worries are never ending. For some of us, This time is a breath of fresh air, a time to breathe, to treasure our families, to call our friends, to spend time crafting, or whatever other hobby we choose. For some of us, this time is a time filled with harder work than we've ever managed before. We are essential. We feel exposed, and we fear for our loved ones. But no matter where we find ourselves today, you are still the same. You are still the king. You are still the victor. This is a battle, yes, but it is a battle that has already been won. You won this battle on the cross. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the stories shared from generation to generation that tell us of your goodness. May we rest in your hands knowing you have already won this war. And being your daughters, We are victors in your name, Jesus. All glory and honor and praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen.